listening to Building Bridges. I'm Oshish. And I'm Natasha. And our guests this week are Ria Kapoor and Ali Ibrahim. Ria Kapoor is a fourth year media production student at Ryerson University. She specializes in digital storytelling and is passionate about building a more sustainable and equitable future through new media practices. Ali is in his first final year of university, majoring in human rights and human diversity and specializing in human resources management. He immigrated to Canada through the World University Service of Canada Student Refugee Program a Scholarship in 2017 from Kenya. Through this podcast, we aim to raise awareness of refugee issues in the community, create peer-to-peer -peer conversations, and learning experiences for Canadians and refugees. This podcast was inspired by New York Times 36 questions that lead to love. This set of questions is intended to build connections between Canadians and refugees. The questions are divided into three different sections, starting with introductions and then leading into deeper conversations to foster mutual understanding between participants. We hope to convey how we're all more alike than different. Now we're going to start with the first set of questions. Um, so to our guests, describe your personality in three words. Okay. Uh, the way I describe my personality is like I'm humble. I would say I'm open-minded and also adaptable. Bria? Okay, I think I am, I would describe myself as happy, enthusiastic, which kind of is the same thing, and creative. Perfect. If you could uh, have any superpower, what would it be? Um, if, I, if I have a power, I would have traveled across the world, especially like in those areas. Um, there's a lot of areas where there's like conflict, there's war, right? Where there's no peace. So. I'll travel to those areas and I will, you know, bring peace, stability and prosperity in those areas because I love all human beings to live in a place where they can grow, uh, play, develop, you know, to their full potential. So. Wow, that's a great answer. I was thinking about it and my answer was really similar to yours, but mine was kind of like in a local, like closer scale. I just want to be able to provide like calmness and um, like ease people's minds when I speak to them because I feel like I already aim to do that. But if I had the power to just be like, okay, you are calm now. Okay, you are at peace. That would be really awesome. So cool. <laughs> um, so if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Um, for me, I will say, um, I don't know if you guys had, but I will say Muhammad. He's, a, he's a, the messenger. Um, He's a prophet. I don't know if you have read also uh, the ranking of the top 100 most influential persons in history by Michael. Uh, it's available on Amazon if you guys want to look at that. But the first person on the list is Muhammad because of his exceptional qualities, um, his achievements as a supreme leader um, in Islam. I will definitely want to, you know, uh, meet with him, uh, have dinner with him and, you know, have, learn more about him. Cool. Um, I would like to have dinner with, uh, well, there's a story behind this, but I'm not going to go into the story. Uh, uh, she, her name is Josephine Mendamin, and she is an Anishinaabe elder and water activist. She walked across the, all the circumference of the Great Lakes um, to bring awareness to how we must protect water from pollution. And she's basically like the Terry Fox of uh, water. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of research about her and all the videos I've seen about her. She's just very inspiring and I want to learn more, um, but she's dead. Uh, she died two years ago. 
but I'm trying to actually get in touch with their niece right now who is 16 years old. So she's also a water advocate. Um, yeah. What languages do you speak and how did you learn them? Um, I speak three languages. I speak English. Um, I've been learning English since grade one. You know, um, I went to school in Kenya, so the curriculum is in English. So that's the way I learned English. And then Somali is my native language. I speak Somali, uh, fluent. Um, and then I also speak Arabic. I learned Arabic when I was when I was young, you know, like in Madrasa. So my Arabic is basic, I, but I, I know like the writing and I know, I understand like uh, the basic Arabic, yeah. Uh, I, I speak English and Hindi, but I barely speak Hindi right now because I stopped speaking Hindi when I moved to Canada, but I understand it fully. I don't really write it. Uh, I was born in India and I came here when I was four. That's very interesting. So um, the next question is, what is a perfect day for you? Okay, uh, a perfect day for me will be a day where like, perfect day for me starts with like, the previous nights like the night before if i have a very good sleep okay so and then I, I i woke up i wake up and then i pray and then i have a good breakfast uh, with the people that i love the most you know you know my family my loved ones um like my friends that will be like a perfect day for me that's such a sweet answer <laughs> um that's a good point about the sleep. I want to wake up without a headache for once because I feel like I sleep too late. I do too much. Um, my perfect day will be to wake up and it's sunny outside and it, I feel calm and rested, have my beautiful cup of iced coffee. And I'd spend most of that day on my own, just doing some artwork I like or going out on a, to a walker or a new trail or a hike. And then hopefully in the night, I would get to spend time with Oshish if she's around my city in my area or um, other uh, friends that I love as well. Um, but just, yeah, exploring and resting, creating, thinking, and eating good things that I like. A spicy chicken sandwich from Popeyes mainly. <laughs> I'm honored to be included in your answer. <laughs> if you won the lottery, what would be the first thing you would buy? Um, for me, I think it, it depends. Like, it depends how much money it is, right? How much money I... I I win. So if it's too much, then I will use the money to make a difference. Um, especially there's lots of hardworking um, students with, like in um, the developing countries uh, who don't have access to university education, for example, say. So I will use that money to sponsor them or like to provide um, educational funding for them to go to university and, you know, uh, become successful. Right? That's the way I would use it for mine. That's awesome. I would buy a side chicken sandwich. Just kidding, that was a joke. But no, I think the first thing I would buy would be probably something from my family. And then I would think about how to use the rest of the money, either in investment or just putting it in the charities and the fun, the causes that I want to. But the first thing would definitely be like a really nice meal for my family because we bond over food. Beautiful. Um, so what's one fact about you that someone will be surprised to learn? Mm, okay. So I will say um, most people don't know that I spent most of my life in a refugee camp. 
Um, so I was born in Somalia, but you know, moved to Kenya and uh, as a refugee. And I'm gonna talk about that, like the reason behind that. Uh, but that's one thing that most people don't know. And I came to Canada in September, 2017. So most people don't know about that. I don't really have anything that's surprising about me, I think. This is very difficult. Um, Oshish, do you know anything that's surprising? Yeah, but <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I was going to say that, that you could explain that painting behind you. Oh, this is not surprising. This is a four-part painting of uh, Toronto. Um, I, I am deeply in love with the city I live in, both in its history, its present, and what its future could look like. Um, but I think like a... Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. Or also, I, I used to play flamenco guitar. And I think when I say that, people are like, what? What is what? You know, so <laughs> that's just a fun fact. Continue on. It's so surprising. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Ali, tell me your family history in under three minutes. OK, so um, uh, my family. Uh, so I'm Somali. My family is Somali. So we moved from Somalia. I don't know if you guys know, but it's in the Horn of Africa. If you see the map of Africa, um, especially like East Africa, it's like number seven, the map. So we moved from Somalia after the collapse of the government, uh, after the 1990s. There's a lot of conflicts and wars going on. So we have to move to the neighboring country, Kenya. Uh, so my family moved to Kenya and uh, what else would I say? So, and then like, like I spent most of my life in um, Kenya, my family are still there, they're living in Kenya. Um, so yeah. And is your family still there? Yeah, still, still, yeah, they're in the camps, yeah. Thank you for sharing, Bria. Okay, um, my family is from India. I was born there as well. My mom's side comes from a small town named Bareilly. And they just, a long line of just middle-class business people. You know, we had like a pharmacy there. Nice, cute little life. My dad's side is uh, heavily religious. And my, my grandmother, before she died, started up a, a, like a temple there. And she was really well-respected in, in the city. I mean, the town she lived in, which is called Ayodhya. Um, but yeah, my, so... Um, my mom and my dad had an arranged marriage and then they had me and then um, there was a lot of struggle uh, for for a while uh, the stock market crashed they lost all their money awesome stuff and then we decided to move to Canada when I was around three or four years old and then we came here and we never looked back we've only lived in Toronto wow these are very interesting stories um so the next question would be uh what are your prior priorities in life right now my prize right now is to finish my program, Human Rights, Human Diversity, um, and then also finish uh, my postgraduate specialization in human resources management. Uh, once I'm done that, then uh, the next thing is to get a good job, uh, create my own business, you know, just have a sustainable income so that I can support myself and my family and also contribute to my community and then, you know, contribute to the world as far as I can. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. 
my priorities right now, I'm also in my fourth year of university, so obviously finishing. Um, I'm currently making a game called To Play about Toronto on the brink of a water crisis. So the development of that is like really on my mind right now. It's going to be done in um, April. And I'm thinking about potentially pivoting my career path to um, create a gaming studio, a game production studio that makes games for social change. Um, and I'm, I'm deeply invested in trying to figure that out or educating myself further, but life is not, I, I don't know yet, but um, my priorities are just to keep being as happy as I can be and letting my passion and drive fuel whatever I'm going to do next. So just sustaining my um, peacefulness, I guess. Yeah. What is your greatest accomplishment? Oh, for me, my greatest accomplishment, I will say, um, it's the WUSC scholarship. Okay, so, you know, I, I lived in a refugee camp and I got, like, I tried my best. I worked hard in the school. And then, you know, most of the youth around there, like, they would not get a university education, right, over there. So getting into the WUSC scholarship, which was very tough, was one of, like, I would say it's one of my greatest accomplishments. More to come, but so far I'm proud of that. Um, and then also uh, coming into Laurier University as well. An incredible accomplishment, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have like two things. The first one would be what I mentioned earlier is the game that I'm making. I never imagined that one small idea that I had would turn into such a, a big deal for people in the in like the Toronto community and even the global community because we won like a competition just a few weeks ago. Um, we're, we're, we're going to compete in a social tech innovation competition. I'm really excited about that. But the actual thing I think my biggest accomplishment is it's not even an accomplishment really, but the people, my friends and my family and the people that I have around me and our relationships are my biggest accomplishment because at the end of the day, none of the other stuff that I do is worth it if I'm not um, like living my best life with my friends and my family. So I think like the amount of time and love that I put into that is like, I would say probably greater than any other career or development that I could do. Wow. Um, so the next question is, what is one quality you wish you had and why? Um, for me, I will say like, I wish like, I knew so many languages. I, I wanna like, I would love to like talk to every single person, like knowing their languages and you know, you can interact with everyone without hesitant. Even though like English language is good, but most people like, they don't wanna speak English all the time, right? Like, I am referring to people that like English is not their first language or people that know more languages. So they would not restrict themselves to only one language, right? So for those people I would like, to, if I know every single language, I will connect with them, right? So that's one thing that I wish I had. What's the next language you want to learn? I want to learn um, Urdu. Like most of my friends, they speak Urdu, right? So like, mm -hmm. sometimes like I, like sometimes I don't understand the conversation, but I want to understand. Mm -hmm. It's like, it makes me curious, you know, I want to learn more about that language. 
That's cool. Like I think learning languages is very hard for me. I can never have the the motivation to continue on when I start, but that's really admirable. Um, I think I would like to be more focused. I think that I love so many things, almost too many things. I have too many hobbies, too many things I want to do, and I never like harness or never stick to one thing. I just keep going because I feel like time's running out. And if I was just to be a little bit more calm and more focused and realize like nothing's, you know, time's not running out, that's okay. Uh, I would, I would like to, I would like that. Nice. What will be the next language for you? My like, next language for me? Oshish got me in a, a book um, of Italian, uh, uh, how to speak Italian. <laughs> she really wants to learn. I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe that. I, I'll learn Spanish. You yeah. learn Italian. That was the dream. That was the dream. But I am, I'm failing because she learned, she already knows Spanish. I don't know anything. <laughs> I feel like, you know, if I were to choose, I would actually be more, uh, I would perfect my own language. I would perfect Hindi. I would have to do that and then move on to another language. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you feel most grateful for in your life? Mm, um, right now, like I'm grateful for being here in this beautiful country, you know, with these beautiful, amazing people. Um, I am also grateful uh, to have access to a good quality university education, you know. I'm also grateful for being healthy, for being a strong young person, you know. So it's a lot, it's just to mention a few. Oh, 100%, same answer. I feel like I so so privileged to just not, not worry about a, like having self-development as one of the first things that I do. I'm making, you know, just the stuff, that, you know, yeah, I lost my words and train of thought there, but you, you understand me. And obviously I already mentioned before, people in my life, my mother, very grateful for my mother. Um, just uh, having a happy, uh, safe, healthy life, a uh, roof over my head, and food, and spicy chicken sandwiches. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, am I someone you would typically connect with? But you two can ask, like, answer for each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll say yes, like for me, like, um, I would say, like, I'm humble. It's like I can connect with anyone, like people with different personalities, you know, like I never had any problems before and I, I don't think I'll have it. But like, in, uh, like, I'm a team player, like, I love working with people, collaborating with people, connecting with people who have, uh, like different personalities and in the workplace, at school, you know, like we do so many group projects as well too, right? So every time I'm in a group, I don't have any problems with it. So that's... So Ali wouldn't have any problems. <laughs> uh, Ria, are you someone you, you could see typically connecting with Ali? A hundred percent. You have such a lovely energy and you have like your answers already are so like um, humble and just like uh, very, um, very sweet. I think definitely, I think you, you and I, I think I'm a little bit more extroverted than you, but I think we'd be friends. I think, would you like to be my friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He's hesitating. <laughs> Good. I'm like, I, I, um, took actually like a personality test, the big five personality test. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like 50% introverted and 50% extroverted. So I'm like mm. the middle, you know? 
Rhea is 1000% no <laughs> that's not true <laughs> but but yeah no I feel like you, you just have a good energy I, I think I'm really good at reading people I don't think I'm as easily uh accepting of people at times but it's because my intuition guides me very very fast I'm like yes or no and you're a yes so yes <laughs> awesome um so now we're going to move on to our final set of questions um Ali, where do you feel most at home? Uh, I would say um, place that's um, that's calm, a place that's peaceful. You know, where I can have like, um, where I can spend my time with the people that I love the most. You know, with no distractions, with no you know like just a calm and peaceful environment where I can have an amazing time with the people that I love the most, yeah. Priya? Um, well, I feel most at home in my home, <laughs> in my house, no. Um, I actually, I feel like, uh, as I mentioned before, I, I really like where I live. I like Toronto. I feel at home everywhere there are my memories that I've created um, throughout my life. So um, I really like, um, like I... Um, I used to hate Scarborough and the place I live right now because it's a really boring suburb and growing up I was like that's kind of gross there's just houses and like there's nothing fun to do but there's so many memories that I've had here and I do feel very um, safe and warm even walking through the streets and my school that I grew up in is right across like over here um, so and I, I do I like the outdoors I really feel like uh, centered when I'm outside alone and um, uh, when there's there's not a lot of distractions so uh, I really like um, yeah I feel at home here outside anywhere in my city perfect um, so next question is uh, what does it mean to you to be part of Canada wow tough one uh, for me I would say uh, to be part of Canada, um, it taught me a lot. Like to be part of Canada, for me, I learned what diversity means. You know, um, you know, back home, like in my countries, Somalia, we just have like one community. You know, one community. Uh, they all of them are Somalis. You know, they, like in terms of diversity, it's not that much. But over here, like we have like different people. Uh, who different personalities from different countries like they represent across like across the globe like people come from different uh, countries across the world but at the same time people are contributing greatly to the community and to the society right and like different perspectives from different people which is making uh, um, the diversity aspect of Canada very strong so that's like the key thing that for me, like I, I, I learned since I came to Canada, for, for example. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think Canada's identity is in its multiculturalism, especially in Toronto, one of the most, I think probably the most uh, diverse places in the world. We live in, I mean, um, specific in, in Toronto, there's, uh, there's just, 
there's hundreds of neighborhoods that represent each culture and have there's ethnic enclaves all all over and I think just a part of being Canadian or being here is learning and accepting and um, engaging with with the world this truly is a world city it's a world country I guess like I don't know how to describe but that's uh that answer makes sense and that that's probably that's the highest that's what you think of when you think about Canada so the next question is what moment defined who you are today it's a tough one I don't know how to answer that one uh the moment that defines me who I am today is I don't know maybe you can come back to me Uh, this is a hard question because I don't feel like I mean in my life specifically I don't think there's been one moment that that defines who I am it's I think it's just a bunch of moments and it's progressive moments like one the one time you know I decided to go out of my comfort zone and try something new and that kind of rippled into me always doing that and always um, like that shaped my personality so I think it's like it's like a drop that starts a little ripple of of my personality which is um very passionate very driven very curious to learn more and always uh better myself and it's not one moment it's it's a lot of moments so yeah Ali yeah uh for me I would say uh my adaptability in different situations for example like growing up you know like being born in Somalia and then moving you know all the family and everyone moving to Kenya and then spending most of my life in Kenya in a refugee camp. So like that adaptability and then coming to Canada, you know, in a new country that I've never seen, which is different from a refugee camp, definitely. Uh, so all those things, like, I think, um, play a great role in who I am today. Uh, the way that I get along with different people, the way that I overcome my own like if I have to deal with problems like you know that adaptability defines me a lot awesome um so what about Canadian society do you like the most and what do you dislike um I like the way that the Canadian society is welcoming you know starting from the app for example I came through the WOSC scholarship a student refugee program, okay? So in September 20, in like August 28, around that time, 2017. So it's late at night, like around 8 p.m., you know, in the summer, and people are waiting me at the airport, you know, Pearson International Airport, they never saw me, but they have these huge welcome signs and like, welcome to Canada, you know, that welcoming, you know, attitude of Canadians, I really love that one. Uh, and they're also accepting, of course, and uh, they're friendly, you know, they're welcoming, they're friendly. Um, the other thing that I learned also from the Canadian society is like, okay, just like a few things that make a difference. Like, for example, like, you know, you're entering a, a building, someone will just hold the door for you, okay? And then, you know, like that kind of like, it's a very small thing, but um it has a huge impact right um i don't i don't know like i don't think it's something that i dislike about canada so far i have good experiences with canada yeah yeah 
I, I agree with, with what you said as well. And um, yeah, big thing would be like the amount of opportunities that exist for youths or elders or just like uh, different groups inside, like, like WUSC and ISO and all of the university organizations that are trying to help make their youth more conscious of uh, like social awareness and social betterment in general. And there's a lot of like grassroots movements um, that take place. The people are friendly and nice mostly, but there still can be a lot of ignorance uh, here. And uh, even though this, uh, that Canada is built on a very diverse population, there's still some hatred that can occur and, and ignorance to our history of, of our land um, and that we live on stolen land. Um, but yeah, uh, no, but it's a great, it's a great place to live. I, yeah, that, those are, those are my answers. I, I agree with you, Ali, with a lot of them. Thank you. There are associations made with everyone's identity within the media. When is the last time you saw yourself portrayed in the media and how did you feel about it? Mm, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I normally like, in terms of the media, um, in terms of what the media writes of, about refugees, that's what my focus was. Um, I saw that and uh, it, it depends, like different media, uh, some of them write accurate information and then some of them write like, uh, of course, like misinformation, right? So, uh, so refugees are portrayed in the, the way they're portrayed in the media. It's like, oh, the, these guys, okay, uh, these refugees, um, like people don't take into consideration uh, uh, the reasons why they moved, even like before they moved out of their homes, you know, why did they move these people? Did they choose, did they choose to become a refugee? Of course, no, right? They had, um, uh, they had history before they became a, a, a refugee. So they had, um, they had their homes, they had their careers, they had their, like, they had aspirations and goals and all those things like achievements, right? But once, you know, the situation changes, uh, they become a refugee, all the, these things will be ignored, right? In the media, they don't exactly show those, those things. What they show is, oh, these are refugees. They are in the camps. They, okay, they need assistance, you know? They need food, they need these things. But no one takes into consideration uh, what circumstances forced them to be in this situation mm -hmm. and how was their past, you know? What did they do in the past? How, was their, their, how were their goals and their achievements, all those things. And also no one thinks about what contributions are they gonna bring into the society? You know, we know so many refugees have accomplished a lot. Uh, for example, just in Canada, the former ministry, uh, of immigration. Who was he? Former refugee, right? Former refugee from Kenya. So there's a lot of accomplishments refugees have brought into the world, you know, just to name a few, like from different countries, refugees from different countries, they, have, they are capable, they're hardworking, uh, they're committed, you know, those things are not still portrayed in the media. So that's what I will say. No, that's, that's a really, really incredible answer. Sorry to cut you oh, off. I was just also going to say that's very powerful. And speaking of what you said, I know someone that I work with closely, my mentor is actually working 
uh, on a project that aims to do what you're saying, basically, um, like have give a platform for refugees to actually talk about the stuff that you're saying, like, what are the what were their circumstances? And what does their future look like? And um, I will Yeah, so that was uh, I but these things I agree, they don't get enough exposure, they don't get out there as much as much as they do in the local like academic community, or you know they stay within a certain bounds. It's they don't have that markability marketability to be able to show showcase, but my other friend is also working on another social media platform that aims to do the same thing. So perhaps there's opportunities for organizations like this one to connect with 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 media creators to help like actually um, showcase these stories in a way that people are going to to be more inclined to pay attention um, to them. So that's cool. Oh, what was the question? That was the question. <laughs> so the question for you was: There are associations made with everyone's identity within the media. When is the last time you saw yourself portrayed in the media, and how did you feel about it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't. Uh, I guess the way that Indian people are portrayed in the media has changed from when I came here. When I was younger, I felt like I was really repulsed by what was shown. I was like, oh my God, these Indian people on TV, they suck. Um, they're only, they, they don't suck. I see your face, Oshish. Like, uh, it used to make me feel like that's very one-dimensional characters, especially in like movies and television. And I think that's, it's slowly, slowly progressing. It hasn't gotten to the, the point where I'm like, yes, that that represents like, the struggle that I specifically went through or or my specific community went through but um it's getting better but I can't really think about a specific example but I also know that it's not there yet but they're we're working towards it wow um so what is something you wish more people knew about mm. okay um I will say I wish more people knew um, more about, I'm just going back to the same topic, more about refugees, um, more about peace, you know? Like more people, like some of the uh, people, they never saw what conflict looks like, what uh, refugees, like people who move from their countries, all those things, what it looks like, people don't know, right? Um, I wish like all the people, they know that and they make an effort to address those things, you know? Um, there's so many people who live in the refugee camps for like, some of them were born there, uh, they were raised there and they are like grandfathers, their grandparents there right now, okay? And they were born there. So I will say, you know, a lot of people like every single person on this globe know more about refugees and they have, uh, solutions to address, you know, conflicts and wars in every part of this globe, you know, so that like every single person can live with peace, can live with dignity, you know, and with, with respect and with a good quality of life. Everyone, everyone loves that, right? Everyone loves to live in a, in a safe and peaceful where they can take time with uh, people that they love, where they can grow, they can play and they develop, you know, to their full potential. So I, I wish everyone knows that. Yeah. Lovely. That's lovely. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, I wish 
Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much more that I want to know. I feel like I'm just cocking the surface of my education and um, the topics that I'm interested in. But I, I, I want myself and more people to better understand how to take care of the environment. And I feel like one way uh, to do that is really connect with it. Not just like, oh, climate change is a bad thing and we need to re- reverse it and blah, 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 blah. And we need to oh, recycle and stop polluting and do this and greenhouse gases, but actually taking the time to empathize with the, re- like, with the environment and like feel the spirit of the land and the water and, and really be connected to it. Because if you connect and you care about something, then only will you change your actions little by little in order to make a bigger difference, which is like sounding very idealistic, but it does, it does start with caring. That's, that's pretty much it. And not having the, like not, um, not seeing the environment as a passive object, but actually something that is a part of our lives um, now and forever. And, you know, we really need to take some actions. Um, so that's we've come to the end of all of our questions um we just have one final question to sort of debrief the whole podcast with um what are three things you two appear to have in common so let's hear Ali's answers first Um, I will say like in terms of in terms of like how the Canadian community was accepting, you know, in terms of that, we, I think our answers were similar in that. Uh, also like in terms of like priorities, I think we were also similar in that, like, um, you know, like, uh, like becoming financially stable and stuff like that, you know, like both of our answers I think were mostly similar and then what else I don't know like even like in terms of also superpower like that one yeah both of us like we wanted to like to take that um to bring change you know bring change to bring peace into the society so yeah I think in those areas maybe more but I can remember those ones that was perfect. Ria? Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, uh, same, almost the same, but I feel like uh, our uh, our mindsets and our priorities, I think, are, are very similar. And just um, our intentions for what we want in the future, even though it's going to be different and I'm going to do something in the media industry and you're going to do something different, it still has the same impact I think we want to bring to the world in, in, in a general sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the superpower thing, we, we care about people. It seems like you care about your family and your friends and, and so do I. And I think we see, we see life in Canada similarly, um, even though we're, we come from such different backgrounds. Um, but there's a, but there's something that we can learn from each other from, from our different experiences. And, uh, I enjoyed this process. Thank you, uh, Nat and Oshish for inviting us. Well, thank you so much. We enjoyed so much interviewing both of you. Um, Sadly, we have reached to the end, but I want to say thank you to both of you for coming and uh, for answering our questions. And we hope to, um, to, for our listeners to, to, to now understand that even though we all come from different part of the world, at the end of the day, we're connected and it's our opportunity to unite and create a change and be better. 
Um, so thank you for listening um, in. And this episode of Bridge, Building Bridges was created by Natasha. Doshish. To learn more about our podcast and project, you can check us out on Instagram at buildingbridges.fm. Thank you so much. Thank you.